All right. We're in the middle of a snow day weekend. It's episode 86. Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom. Yeah. A snow day weekend. You know, we got the MLK. MLK was last week. And then, boom, another three day weekend. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm currently not teaching because I'm, I'm on paternity leave. I'm a stay at home dad. Stay at home dad. But uh, it was, it just, I like knowing, sh- I like knowing that the schools get off. Yeah. For snow, for snow. Oh, yeah. So did it feel still like a yes. snow day to you? Even 100%. Though? Yeah, sure. It snowed like six or seven inches here in Philly. And uh, it's just beautiful. And it is freezing. So you it's may cold. hear, <laughs> the, you may hear the heat come on in my house. But I, this room we record in, it's just freezing. Uh, yeah, so I, my heat I've has been running and running. I'm like, it feels like, is there a window open? Sometimes the cats come in the back door. Like, somehow my cat can open the whole door. Yeah. Uh, and, and he'll, like, you know, leave the door open. And I'm like, hey, man, what am I, heating the whole neighborhood? Mm-hmm. So I went to chat. I was like, did he do that? And I was like, nope, it's just drafty. <laughs> <laughs> my my kitchen, my house so is drafty. just like... A bunch of holes with a couple pieces of wood, mm-hmm. like touching each other. I mean, your last house actually was kind of yes. like that. Yes, <laughs> but I knew that going yeah. into it, and I wasn't paying market price, so I didn't have a problem uh-uh. with that. Right. Well, we uh, celebrated, uh, really, you know, I guess Albert having a snow day yesterday. By uh, we were going to go play darts at this local bar um, that is near both of us. And the Pope. We were going to get a couple of pints of Guinness. We were going to play darts. It was going to be a, just a memorable little snow fun day. snow day. Yeah. But we were thwarted by, you know, a couple of, I'm sure, friendly. Very nice people. Young, young ladies. Yeah. That were kind of just sitting right where the dart board yeah. was, even though there were seats all over yeah. the place. And I when guess I, Albert, when you, I walked yeah. in there, the, the Pope has this little side section with the dartboard, and I swear we're the only people that use the dartboard. And Ever. yeah, and yeah. so we got there, and there was one girl, and she was like just taking her jacket off back there. I was like, "Hey, are you playing darts by any chance?" She's like, "No, uh, you know, like we came to watch people slip on the ice." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, we were thinking of playing. Like, are you okay with that?" And she's like, "It's fine, as long as you don't suck." And I was like, "Well, I cannot promise that, man." Did she actually say that? <laughs> she did. Oh, she was nice. being funny. Like, okay. what does she care if we suck? Not watching us play. Yeah, I think she was just. Looking for a joke there. Oh, okay. Um, not bad. Not bad. Yeah, good. <laughs> so, so she was like, yeah, no. Uh, like, hope, like, if you don't think we're in the way, I was like, yeah. So come back. Me and Ryan throw one dart each. And we were like, this is this totally is, in the way. We are too close. And they were multiplying. Like, when we went back, there was two people. Then we looked back and we, like, peeked around later. Like There was six. And it was like six. And they were all sitting or standing in the line of where you stand if we tried to throw a dart then it would hit all of them right like yeah yeah <laughs> so the girl's like well i don't see the problem right well it was a problem so it then we, was a problem then we continued to uh lucky 13 to play shuffleboard we're like we'll play some shuffleboard right we got a little distracted by the fries got distracted by fries i was then- almost good to go i was like okay that's fine that's all i need the fries oh yeah once i had the fries i was like i don't need to play any games <laughs> well we played shuffleboard and it was a slippery boy 
This they were zooming. Yes, you kind of like nudged it, and it would just like fly off. Well, it was also a super small table, so kind of like, like the sled in uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh my god, that part is so good. <laughs> He's like bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Quaid looks at the camera. I know. Um, Bingo. Like when he just makes that tiniest push, and then there's that flash <laughs> of light, like like a tail of flame. It's that's kind of so what the shuffleboard felt like. Extremely yes. <laughs> fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so that is what it felt like, and it was really hard to finish a game. Mm-hmm. And no, we, we might it. still get charged. <laughs> we started, Seven dollars an hour. We started playing. The girl was like, "Oh, you just need to give us a card." Yeah. Um. And so we give her the car and we go upstairs and we're like, seven dollars an hour. Boing, boing. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think I don't think she charged us. No, no, no. I'm sure she didn't. I'm sure she didn't. Anyway, I had a real snow day and it was great. Got well. It's I you know, we hope everyone out there got a little a little something. I know what we could talk about. The the snow day superstitions. Oh, that is Remember cool. we were talking about that last night? Yeah. So before, so, you know, here on the show, we each bring an idiom to the table and we, we teach the other person about the origin and the history of this and maybe some fun facts along the way. And some superstitions, maybe. And sometimes superstitions <laughs> crop up into... I love that shit. I yeah, feel like that's all part of it. It's all part of it because it's like, where did that superstition yes, come from? Yes. But yeah, apparently there's some snow day superstitions. Right. So, and did you know any of these? I brought. I feel like I remember the spoon one. All right. So one is if you want a snow day, the night before you put a spoon under your pillow. Mm-hmm. Now, my students, I teach fifth grade. My students gave me a whole bunch of other ones that sounded familiar, and one I'd never heard of before. But um, there's flushing ice cubes down your toilet, mm-hmm. um, which I just feel like that's their favorite one because they're like toilet poop. <laughs> Uh-huh. Ice toilet poop. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, they they love that. Um, you wear your pajamas inside out. That was one that I remembered. Mm. Where are we? Was that one, two, three? There's something putting it? in the freezer, right? Oh, that was the one that I had never heard before. Was putting a white crown in the freezer. Wow. Yeah, that's. I like that. Yeah, that's new to me. Oh, uh, the other one was eat ice cream for dinner, but I think that's just a way for kids to get a little ice cream. The my favorite one is the spoon one. Can I tell you why? The spoon under the pillow. That one is the yes. only superstition of all of them that kind of transcends time. It could have been hundreds for hundreds of years. Oh, sure. You could do that. But none of the other superstitions, right. they're all dated, you know? Right. Like, you know. You're right. You need, a, like, you need a freezer or you need the ability uh, to make ice cream yeah. or you need a... Pajamas. A, or like plumbing, indoor plumbing. Indoor plumbing, right. <laughs> and you would never waste ice in the 1600s. Uh, <laughs> it was like 40 bucks a cube. 40 bucks. <laughs> um, that shit is rare. Oh, wait, what was the pajamas one? I guess I forgot that Inside one. out pajamas. Oh, okay, so I guess you could have done I that. I mean, I too. guess they're bed clothes. Bed clothes. Louse-infected bed clothes. <laughs> Inside out, louse-infected bed clothes. <laughs> but you don't have to say be- louse-infected. We got it. Yeah, We right. all have it. It's implied. It. <laughs> it's the 1600s. <laughs> 1602. We sleep in hay. <laughs> I think they had beds in 1602. I don't know. I still, I hear sometimes they're talking about hay beds. Maybe work, like, Workers, oh, peasants, yeah. <laughs> but there were nice beds. I feel like in France there are like you know the kings in in France were just like, Ugh. yeah. I bet. I wonder what they did back then. 
I have some it's ideas. Tied some, I feel like we've touched upon it. Tied some thousands sheep of times. together and sleep on that. <laughs> you wake up and you like know the next town over <laughs> because they walked on. You're like I would be mad if this wasn't so weird. <laughs> you know, I was. Uh, I listened back to a couple of. Um, I, I you know after we write and record the songs that end the episodes. You know, I don't, I guess I forget what they are immediately, like immediately. after a few days. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to listen back to the last few because I don't remember what they were. So I was listening back and, you know, some of the, some of like our audio was, you know, like maybe a minute <laughs> I would catch. And one of them from a recent episode, you know, I think it was a scream like a banshee. Uh-huh. And I was oh, like, no. all right, so, we, you know, we'll both use this within <laughs> oh. three days. And we're... We also tell the listeners to do that. Like, you know, now that you've learned this idiom and yes. you've been reminded of it, just try to use, use it. it. You know, part of this is to keep idioms alive. I love that. I but, always forget to do it. But neither of us. Have you done it? No. Oh, I thought you were going to say, oh, I have to listen to that. And I went and I used this idiom. <laughs> no, I heard it and I said, we haven't been doing that. All right. Tonight's we're going to use. Tonight's we're going to use at some point. Because I already can't remember what the last two were. Yeah. Oh no no I don't I don't know. I don't know <laughs> oh no 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 no. <laughs> no 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 no. Maybe when I look at my notes, I'll yeah. try to squeeze one in. Yeah, I can't remember. So, Banshees was close. Banshees was yeah. I think that I was, was pretty recent. Three ago. Yeah. yeah. Let's just get it. Let's just get into the show. Let's go in. Yeah. Because I feel like there might maybe. It's not. Some people got to go to bed. Some people got to go to bed. <laughs> so Albert brought a game today i went to the game master yeah. and he's t- i don't i can't be bothered with coming up with games every episode but albert ne- likes it neither can i i mean i'm if you have games donate them we're, we're getting some repeats in here oh, yeah. actually and this one is a toss-up we're not sure if we've done this or not one of us seems to remember one of us not so sure. i have the worst memory between the two of us about life things. If you have the worst memory, oh yeah, I, I guess I remember like toys and games and stuff. <laughs> You're like, man, we played that toy before. I'm like, oh, I don't remember. No, I distinctively remember December twenty second, nineteen forty seven. Toss up the game. And what you have to do is you turn this tumbler and you get either green, yellow, or red dice, and you know it's it's like a stop sign. Oh, I see. Yeah, and then. So whoever gets Good, the most medium, green, bad. green is going to be a point. Red is negative one point. Yep, and, and then the yellow is nothing. Nothing at all. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's nice see and simple. No, nothing to think about. <laughs> well, don't think about three things, but. No deep thinking. Not, no, this is very shallow thinking. This isn't problem solving. So why don't you spin it and go first? Problem. Crapola will kill you. Keep telling my wife to stop bringing all this crapola in the house. It would be nice to have a wife just so you could say things like crapola. Dude, that, that's as an old as old guys. Mm-hmm. If, if that becomes like your like you, you say crapola, that's what you're known for. That's great. That's something to be yeah proud of. Well, anyway, could be you. No crapola with this idiom here. Okay, Rye. Speaking of being old guys. Even older than that, when when we die, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to make sure that you um, scatter my ashes to the four winds. 
Scatter them to the four winds. The four winds. Yeah. Is the four winds the idiom or scatter to the four winds? Scatter to the four winds. I mean, I guess the heart of it is the four winds. Scatter to the four winds. You know, scattered to the four, blown to the four winds. Yeah, like like my this job opportunity is scattered to the four winds. Um, maybe. Or is it reserved for ashes? Is this just a ritual that you're about no, to tell me? No, no, no. Uh, a ritual would be good, actually. Okay. No, you just, you know, like... Oh, I guess, did you say job opportunity? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like that job opportunity is... Is now been scattered to the four winds because I've never I've, to be seen. I messed up. Is that kind of what it means? I botched that. Uh, it's, just, that it's gone out of reach beyond. It is gone. Yeah. Okay. To be dispersed in a wide area in right. all directions. Right. Like north, south, east, gone. west. <laughs> never getting those pieces back yeah. together. Okay. So that's it. Where do you think it comes it's from? The four winds. Wow. There's a specific story that goes along with this. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to say this is like a very old, <laughs> very old I mean, video. wind has been around for a while. <laughs> yeah, and things have always scattered. Right. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go ancient Greece for sure. And I'm going to say, okay, so I'm going to go with, uh, I'm just going to go ancient Greek mythology. Just, maybe it's mm-hmm. a myth that I just mm-hmm. I don't remember, you know? So, Zeus, wow, boy, <laughs> wow, baby, he got around, you know what I mean? That is true. He had sex with the the maidens, the animals, you know, nymphs, other goddesses, mortals, and the really the main person that was very frustrated with this was Hera. Zeus's right, wife, right? right? Yeah. Who was, you know... She was hot, too. Well, <laughs> not as not as hot as, you know, Aphrodite or... Oh, or, no, know. right, sure. So uh, I would say Hera was not that hot, <laughs> actually, which is why Zeus was, oh, well, you know, frequently... You would think... Would frequently partake in, you know... Well, how'd those two get escapades. together? Their brother and sister, Oh, so yeah, marriage of convenience. Yeah, they were, you know, the Olympian gods that um, Zeus's father Cronos swallowed all of them because right, it was a prophecy. Right. Oh man, he married his so sister. Then they all, once he got them all out, Hera's like, you know, well, I already know you. We already know each other really <laughs> no reason well. Reason to go out there and meet anyone else, <laughs> like animals to have sex with. Um. So anyway, but Hera, Hera was very jealous. She was a very jealous goddess. I would as be too, can, as you can imagine, and uh, and um, you know, one day she was roaming a path on Earth somewhere, and came upon this little boy who had Zeus's head, like just exactly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, it was a little boy body, but it was just Zeus's, Zeus's head. head. Yeah, and she's like, I, "What's what's your name?" Like. <laughs> It's like, my name, my name, Spiros. And then mm. she's like, okay. Um, and your father is like, Zeus. Zeus is my father. And she. She's like that. She Tom said, Catton, I, God <laughs> I will not stand for this. And what she did was she went, she went to the four corners of the, of the earth and she took 
all of the most beautiful nymphs and maidens Uh-oh. and women. And she said, just, you know, whoosh, whoosh, <laughs> done. All the babes in the north, out of oh, here. Oh, man. All the babes in the south, you're done. All the babes in the east. It was kind of, in a way, it was kind of like uh, Noah's Ark. You know, it was like yeah. a resetting. Sure. Not of the whole planet, but of, of all of the women <laughs> that, yeah. of the world because she just could not handle him. <laughs> yeah. And so that night, Zeus came home. He's like, I don't really have anywhere else to be. Because uh, there's no one, yeah, no one to have sex with down there, right? So Hera, I bestow this great honor upon you. Let's do it, baby. Oh, whoa! Finally, Hera <laughs> gets a bone. <laughs> that is funny. And then um, she's like, and so that was like, and uh, my the, plan the concept worked. of scattering to the four winds. Sure, you know, just it's all gone. Wow. And that's funny, like, Zeus will be, like, is there, like, you know, it is weird, though, not a single callback. <laughs> Where are those girls? <laughs> I They know I'm Zeus, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like Zeus would just be like, whatever, I could just do it with dudes. Yeah. I, I already do. I already do it with dudes. I'm Zeus. It's ancient Greece. Yeah, he's like, I, you cannot scatter enough nymphs <laughs> for me to be satisfied. <laughs> No, in fact, that's hot. Satisfied. That's hot. <laughs> For sure. Great guess. Uh, no, I, I, I like your answer better than. I don't than say that. The, uh, you don't have to say that. Well, no, because that's a fun story. Mm. But I can tell you this: the scattering to the four winds, or the four winds in general, or the four corners of mm. the earth, like you that's mentioned, I which I is used often interchangeably or sometimes oh. at the same time, because mm. it means basically the same thing. Right. Um, it's from the Bible. Bible stuff. Bible stuff. Okay. It comes up. Um, New over- Testament or Old Testament? Oh. I don't know all well, What's the, the name of the book that it's come, it comes from? Well, Revelations is what? Okay, well, that's New Testament. That's New Testament. Okay, uh, what about Jeremiah? Well, Jeremiah's a bullfrog. I know he was. Uh, here's the thing. I got three here. I, don't okay. th- I didn't think to look up which testament. All right, it's, it's about old. Holy Bible. It, either way, it's old. Holy Bible. This one's from King James, I know that. I was going to guess King James. Uh, yeah, well, I feel like that's the popular one, right? <laughs> it's a huge one, yeah. It's big, baby. It's big, baby. Neon letters. <laughs> King James. James. Eat at Joe's. <laughs> Eat at James. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes up over 10 times in the Bible, the, the concept of the four winds. Okay. Um, one of the most, uh, was it a catchphrase of a character? That would be good. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) that would be real. Like Jesus's cool cousin, Emilio. He's like, like, "Eh, like, (laughs) he's like, like someone spills a glass of wine. He's like, that is great. Yeah. Like he just sends messes away (laughs) and he's like, this is all I do, but that is cool. Okay, but so it's not. It's not that. No, not it's not. Right. Um, it's just it's used a lot to just mean to. It's like it's used in a big way. That it's you know it's never it's never used in a small way okay. like scattering the spilled wine. It's oh, always okay. like something remarkable or devastating. You know, right, right. like God's like here it comes. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple different ones. I just wanted to give you some examples. Uh, this one's from Revelation. It says. 
After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth, so that no wind would blow on earth or on the sea or any tree. This apparently is one of the few times that the four winds were being like, Held back. It's usually Whoa. like a that would cause a lot of problems. Yeah. Right? If all I, of a sudden there's no wind. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like this is actually some sort of like a thing where God's trying to be like, if I let this wind in, you're fucked. So <laughs> I'm treating you good. Like I think he was trying to freak them out, actually. Oh. Yeah, because he's so like he had the angels. angels get down there. He's like, block these four winds. <laughs> and then they're like, We're mighty. <laughs> What it felt good being Dude, up there blocking wind. Imagine. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there's lots of different ones. There was this one about a goat. Uh, cool. See if you recognize this. Then the male goat magnified himself exceedingly, hmm. but as soon as he was mighty, the large horn was broken, and in its place there came upon four conspicuous horns hmm. towards the four winds of heaven. Very cool. So that to me, I I didn't. I guess I should have read into it more, but to me it sounds like some big, like big goat, like symbol of the devil, like yeah. growing, and then the horn breaks off, and then it turns into the compass with the four winds. Yeah, it's probably Wait, something the, to learn. Did there. The broken off horn turned. I thought it, from his head grew four horns. Oh, the one that was broken off. Oh, that's even cooler. <laughs> Is it, or is it? That's what horn? it says. The oh. large horn was broken, and in its place there came up four conspicuous yeah, in its horns. Place. So, like, yeah, that is cool. <laughs> That's nice. Any goat thing in the Bible, I'm all about 100%. Yeah, and they're probably trying to say that's not good, <laughs> but that is some nice imagery right it there. It is. So, okay, the idea of scattering something to the four wing, winds in a big way or the four corners of the earth kind of stuff, it's all Bible stuff when it's used in that way mm-hmm. that it might be used today. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've seen it in some... Oh, I know. I The term came up in that Killing Commendatory book, I've been the Murakami book that I've been reading mm. lately. So he said that, and I was like, you know, I always wanted to look that up. Also, it's a really good song from Bright Eyes. It's, oh, on, cool. it's the first track to Casadagan. It's like a jam. Wow. They would play it on like NPR and shit. Okay, so this is in your psyche, this song. It has I mean, always this, uh, sort of words. been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so now I finally got to look into it. So that's where it comes from, the Bible. We know here on the show you get a lot of stuff from sailor slang and you get a lot of stuff from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Those are our, like two top things, I feel like. For sure, yeah. British Navy. Yeah. So um, what I wanted to do is talk a little bit more about the older ideas of the four winds, which was the Greek gods, which you brought up. Oh, okay. And there were these, they were called the Animoi, which were mm-hmm. gods of the four winds or deities of the four winds. Mm. So cool. and they were the embodiment of the cardinal directions. So Boreas was the north wind, Zephyrus, the west wind, Notice the south wind and Arius, the east wind. Mm. And they all had like different things. Like Boreas was the devouring one. Cause he had like that cold, you know, winter. Oh, you know? yeah. And they all like Zephyrus was the gentlest one. Notice was the destroyer of crops. And then Arius was the unlucky one. And I was like, why is he unlucky? So it turns out it wasn't it, he. His wind was often turbulent and mm. storms and stuff. So really, you were unlucky. Yeah, he's, he's probably like, like this is my wind. I'm I don't fine care. With this. Yeah. I like this. <laughs> I'm like this is my, my whole thing. Yeah, like revolves around this. Yeah. You're the unlucky yeah, one. Right. You see I'm me, fine. I'm fine. <laughs> um, oh, Arius. Um, and they were either 
sometimes man-shaped with like wings mm. or sometimes a horse-shaped. Oh. And because in the Odyssey, mm-hmm. right after the, after he beats the Cyclops. Mm. Um, Polyphemus. Was it him? I thought it was Odysseus. No, Polyphemus is the name of the Cyclops. Oh, oh, yes. Once he kills the Cyclops, he goes to Aeolus's King Aeolus. Like, yeah. yeah. The master of the winds. Master of the winds. Yeah. So like he's like, hey man, hang out here for a month and party with me. Yeah. And he did. And then he's like, here, this bag has three of the four winds in it. And and then I was like, well, where's the fourth one? The fourth one was gently guiding him home oh, uh, right. to Ithaca the, yeah. steadily. But then he was like, if you get into trouble, just pull out any of these wins. And it'll save your ass. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And like, I was thinking, like, this is before speedboats. You know how, <laughs> you know how, you could win every yacht race. You could just do everything if you had all that wind. Right. No, no you have to, you're at the mercy of the winds. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'd just be the yacht king. If you had that I w- bag. I wonder if you only get to use each one once, oh, though. Oh, maybe, yeah. Because they don't want to be all cooped up in there all the time. No. It's like a genie. Having, like, four genies in a, one lamp. Yeah. I, they were probably like, this is just like a little clone me. It's like, <laughs> I'm the whole me is uh, mostly over here. Right. Oh, yeah. But true. it's still strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's strong as crapola. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so there's a little bit of Greek stuff in there, right? And there's a lot more. Um, well, I was going to say, do you know how that, that story ends with the bag of wind? I forget. The, oh, no, I don't know if I ever knew. His men, so they're almost back to Ithaca. They've been away for, you know, over, you know, coming on 20 years. And his men see him with this big bag, and they assume <laughs> that it's treasure. Oh, sure. And they're like, we got to get Odysseus thinks that he can, you know, get like, all the treasure. What does he think? And it just does, doesn't tell them what's in there. It's just like, just shut up. It's fine. <laughs> and then while he while he's he sleeps, like, I'm, I'm in, it's a power move. I'm not gonna tell I'm, them. Right. I'm not gonna tell them. I'm, I'm like the the one. I'm the man. Mm-hmm. They named this whole poem after yeah. me. But uh, when he falls asleep, he stays up for like seven or eight nights, and then trying he's like, to protect the bag and just try to like trying to steer the ship back to Ithaca because he's so desperate to get back. And so then he um. Well, he passes out, and the men open the bag, and they just blows the ship. The ship was almost at Ithaca, and it just blows it way back off course. And then scattered <laughs> to the four winds, right? And then he goes back and asks for more wind, and he's like, "No, get out of here! What are you talking about? <laughs> I just got the bill from you living here for a month. Actually, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> I'm ready to party again. <laughs> Woo!" Uh, <laughs> Credit cards for gods. <laughs> Credit cards for gods. That's good. <laughs> um, I'd watch that commercial. Um, and then you can even go back farther than that to Mesopotamia, which what is that thing's deal? We brought that brought that up uh, a few episodes ago, right? Yeah, I mean, what? It's just like really ancient civilization. Yeah, very ancient. It's like so ancient. Are they like the first like ten thousand years ago? Okay, or yeah, crazy. Yeah. And we don't, I feel like we don't have much, um, like evidence of its, yeah. you know, existence. Well, you know what? They too worship the wind. Something interesting, because so one thing I noticed, I, I found while researching this is like, you know, lots of civilizations have wind myths and sure. stuff. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like one of the th- constant things that's happening in the world before TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one thing that's interesting about Mesopotamia is that they seem to use the wind 
okay, everybody else seems to name a direction or whatever after yeah. the wind. They're like, oh, this is the north wind, this is the south wind, whatever. Um, but Mesopotamia, back in like 3000 BC, had these wind references mm -hmm. that sort of acted like cardinal directions, mm. but apparently cardinal directions weren't even like a thing until like 700 BC. Whoa. So they were sort of using, if I understand what I was reading correctly, which I'm not. Take this with a grain of salt, a huge everyone. rock of rock salt. Um, <clears throat> it seems like they used wind as like a directional reference, mm. really, um, at a really early time. It was almost like directions before directions. Whoa, okay. Yeah, they, like, yeah I just let this let this wind guide you <laughs> for like a you know mile or two, and then let that wind kind of push your. Well, well that's the thing. So it's like tush. so they had these three major winds. It was the regular wind, the cloud wind, the mountain wind, and the Amorite winds. Mm. Um, and they weren't actually blowing perfect north, south, east, and west, but close enough. Mm -hmm. um, and so they would use those uh, with this, how they would build their homes mm. so that the, um, you know, the way that the wind would move through the house and cool the house uh, based on that directional thing. Their, their cities, they would lay out like the street directions and all that based oh, on the wind. That's cool. And then they also use it for like references uh, of things on earth, but also like celestial body stuff. They would yeah. use this determination, like this way of describing them. Yeah. yeah. Based on the wind. That's so cool. Um, they also believe to have embodiments like deities for each of the winds too. Um, especially this guy, Franz Wiggerman, who... <laughs> He has got these cylinder seals, which I had, you know, it's like something that you roll onto clay that you get oh, these. Oh, um, right, right. <clears throat> he did, there's like a, this is a reproduction of the one that he's so sure is the, uh, oh, wow. Is the uh, four winds. Yeah. So he's like, see that? That's proof. <laughs> That's going to be the demon <laughs> Persinousis. <laughs> he has this whole funny theory that the, somehow these guys either turn into him or whatever. Oh. But, um, he it's all about the how they are also like gods too cool okay which is fun yeah yeah makes sense wind god yeah and these guys uh they were three of them were boys and the cloud wind was a girl nice. but they were I was going to say I like siblings. the sound of cloud wind they were siblings oh also it was believed that the ancient sumerian burial chambers in the necropolis were also uh, like set up based on the wind directions. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah. So there's a Sumerian proverb about the winds that goes like this. The north wind is the wind of satisfaction. The south wind overthrows the men it hits. The east wind is the wind that brings rain. And the west wind is mightier than the man living there. Hmm. I thought I was going to say like, when I break wind, that's the true satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, I wanted, I wanted there to be something a little bit more like, and the iron core. <laughs> but no, no, the, like, you know, it's, it's what it, the proverb is basically just telling you how the different winds work. I mean, I guess it's okay. It's kind of, it's kind of big. It's cool. No, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. I'm sure. Overth overthrows the men it hits like that needs a little zipping up. <laughs> Yeah, you should um should go back. You know to what? I'm Sumeria. going to rewrite this Good. Sumerian proverb and mark my words. It will be, it'll pack a punch. Yeah, it's gonna be real zippy. Yeah, but it's gonna be ominous too. Oh, that's my plan. My um okay. So 
One other thing is that obviously Egypt had something going on with the wind gods, yeah, of right? Course, yeah. And their their wind gods also represented the cardinal directions, but I thought it was neat because they talked about them in the coffin texts, which unwritten law unwritten song. law song, and it was not coffin text. Yeah, well, do you know what the coffin texts are? No, dude, they are like those cool, you know, hieroglyphics. Yeah. Written in coffins. Whoa. And then like, I guess you're buried in it. And it's awesome. It's like being wow. buried in a, in a book. book of the dead. Right. It makes so much sense. Oh, coffin text. Text on a coffin. Literally. I, ne- I never thought it was going to be that cool. It sounds very cool. But they said they look like more like chimeras in their mm. depictions. Oh, cool. Oh, speaking of the book of the dead, they say that their, their um, wind gods come from different openings in the sky. And they even have this one myth where they were created by a divine falcon beating its wings. I love the, I love the use of animals in these. We'll see. Know, yes. See, I did want to demonstrate a point. So once again, the, the church steals all this good stuff from the mm. Greeks and everybody else, right? Mm. And just makes it soft. <laughs> Like scattered to the four winds sounds cool, right? But if a griffin is doing it, yeah, that sells. Yeah, that sells easy. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I I believe that when the 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 phrase that we know or some of us know uh, is is, <laughs> is is really from the Bible, but the idea of the four winds uh, been, has been, been around for so long, way before the Bible, and. And it's cool, great. and it's like it's like sort of monsters, you know. <laughs> yeah, I see them in there. Yeah, it's great. So as soon as you get the you know like the pagan ancient religions, the mythological tales. Oh yeah, monsters will pop up right away for you. No, I know. Like they had it right. They're like, well, we can mix this uh, turkey <laughs> with a kimono dragon. <laughs> like <laughs> slap a catchy name on it, make it ten bucks. Kimono dragon turkey. <laughs> Something snappy like that. You don't have to like use that. that. <laughs> I'm doing your job for me. Great. Well, thank you. Um, that's Al. the book of the dead. I mean, no, I mean that's <laughs> that's scattered to the four winds. All right. So um, we'll take a little break, uh, and then we'll be back with one more idiom origin for you. And uh, if you need to go back and listen to that whole thing just to make sure you didn't miss anything, <laughs> you can do that too. You can just pause. Yeah. It's free. You it's free to rewind down, and left, push right. It's whatever uh, you want. You can fast you forward to the You go to the bathroom if you want. We'll be right back. Listen, I think you're doing a great job. Oh. But I really would like to lick you into shape. All right. So your your history's a little yeah. bit tighter. Yeah, no, it could be tighter. Mm-hmm. Lick you into shape. That sounds like cartoons. Cartoons. What does it mean? It means I am going to 
oh, wait a second. Look you in the shape. Does that mean you're either going to get him in the shape or you're going to beat him up? So licking like I'll give you a lick and you a keep licking. on ticking. That's like beating someone up. Okay. But licking to shape, what's the idiom idiomatic uh definition? I think it is to whip you into shape. Mm-hmm. To take action to get something or someone into the good condition that you would like. Yeah, that's what I meant by shape. And a lot of times we think of whip whip into shape. Yeah, like like you got like you in the shape. Young teen boy yeah. not taking the trash maybe, out. Maybe you don't you don't hear lick into shape as often anymore. Maybe whip into shape is more popular. Whip into shape. That's yeah. yes. Yes. That sounds more yes. But my idiom is lick into shape. Okay. Okay. You gotta be different. <laughs> so Albert's gonna take it just a stab at where where this idiom may have come from. Um and how it came to mean to take action to get something into a good condition. So there's like a crazy old guy, mm-hmm. uh, but he's a really good ice sculptor. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it forever. Sure. Uh, and people were starting to say that, you know, like the new guys that use like the chainsaws and all that stuff and. You know, they get all, they're, they're, they're like, that's better. Like the way mm-hmm. you don't, the way you, the old way of doing it with like, you know, like a little chisel, little chisel and, a little and like shaver a little shave. Thing. Yeah. Um, they're like, that's, a, that's, that's, you can't keep up with these guys uh-huh. with yeah. the chainsaws or whatever. Right. They're on gas. And that's not good for the environment. Uh-uh. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. This guy's like a naturalist, uh-huh. you know? So there was a, um, there was like a comp- there was like an ice sculpting competition, competition in Norway. Mm. And it's he's like this is my chance. I'm get I'm going to put my I'm going to prove to them all. This is like a John Henry kind mm. of story, you know. Oh, cool. First steam train. Yeah. Uh or steam drill. So anyway, he's he's there. It's like all of these guys that are like hunks too. They look good. And he's get he's We're old and he's ice. like all hunched over and like grizzled, uh-huh. like long beard, he's yeah. like loner, uh-huh. weird, um, like Rip Van Winkle. Yeah, very. That's exactly kind of what I was getting at, you know. Um, so he goes to the to the um, ice sculpting competition, and you know, uh, they all have to make a sculpture, and they're going and going and going and. You know, in the end, uh, he he gets uh, se- second place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how anticlimactic. Um, and, and why? They're like, wow. Uh, now I'm calling him Rip. Rip, why? <laughs> how do you feel? Like you know, you, you competed against a ton of ton of people that you know they were all using chainsaws and whatever. It's like, yeah, it's not first place, but you know, you're, yeah. you're placed. You know, like, yeah. how, how'd you do it? Yeah. And he's like, well, I always. I, there's one thing that I can do that a chainsaw cannot do. And yeah. my pappy said, if you ever need to just get that perfect ice curve, you got to lick it into shape. Oh, very good. <laughs> and they were wow. like, that, that's right. You know, like it's that old school hands-on kind of mentality. And they're like, you know, but you're not getting first, like, you know, because it's just a chainsaw. Licking, just because you're like, licking John sculptures. Henry died. Like you're, you, you, you get second place. <laughs> So I think that's it's a pretty brilliant. good deal. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. It, that's not where it comes from, but I've enjoyed it immensely. Oh, good. 
I'll be thinking of Rip the ice sculptor every time I see an ice sculpture. Maybe every time I watch Groundhog Day. There which you is go. Really, I feel like the most prominent ice sculpture in in cinema history. Um, wait, what's the deal with the ice sculpture? He, you know, Bill Murray's character like learns how to become like an ice sculptor oh, with like the chainsaw and shit, and then he right. gets like amazing at it. Right. Okay. All that yes. Time. Well, yeah, you live each yeah, you day, live. you know, over and over again. So I already mentioned before Albert's guest that, you know, there's the word licking, which can mean, you know, like to get into a fight, like, you know, just like punch someone, um, defeat them in battle. But that has nothing to do with, um, with, uh, with licking. This, yeah, with licking. So we're going to discuss uh, the bestiaries. Now, if you, you've probably come upon a bestiary in your time, right? Oh yeah, like yeah. sometimes like I old... just come across them and I'm just like, no, NBD <laughs> at this point. <laughs> NBD. <laughs> so these were these medieval transcripts that were really ornately drawn, and they oh, a like bestiary with the big was a was first a, letter. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> it was a book of beasts. Awesome. Yeah, it was the medieval book Whoa, of beasts. What? Whoa, what? <laughs> Whoa. Yes, that's not. Dude. <laughs> that's oh, right. He makes sure I'm paying attention when you start <laughs> talking to get about your attention. Books of beasts. <laughs> So these were very popular, you know, like as, as far back as the 12th century in like England and France, you know, a lot of monks and clerics had access to these beautiful, really colorful pictures. And on it was almost like an encyclopedia yeah. of all of the world's different beasts because, you know, most people weren't going to Africa or oh, going, yes. you know, beasts, you know, yeah. like animal. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, sure. So it was a way of. You know, you could like be introduced to them and know what they look like. Oh, that's what an elephant looks like. That must be like when those first came out, people were probably like, I am looking at this thing and it is crazy. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, could you imagine never seeing a bear before and then right. looking at a picture be like, oh, my nightmares. Right. I mean, and so that's what the. And these, I'll show you some of the pictures, but like, they're just absurd. They're like, you know, the, we talked about the map maker the other day, like those monsters that you would see mm-hmm. in, you know, the peripheral edges or whatever. So, you know, medieval Christians, we're talking about like between 500 and 1500. They, they understood that every aspect of the world had something to do with God. And for these animals, each beast you know, represented something. And they often were accompanied by moral tales or fables oh, or things okay. like that. So not only would you get to, like, understand what an ostrich looks like, for example, there would be, like, some sort of story that has, like, Christian values or a fable. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, there was this second century Greek volume called the Physiologus. Phys- uh-huh. It's the earliest bestiary. Um, in the form that that eventually became popular, but what the medieval Christians did was like add this like you know moral these like moral you know angles to everything. Floppy disk. Flop. Yeah, you want to expand on that for me? Like that was the format that they were using. Oh right, yeah. You might think this is cool. So bestiaries influenced a lot of those medieval like coats of arms. Um, so awesome. They Actually would, awesome. They would like look like ah, we need some, we need a cool thing on our shield. All right. And so they were like a uh, woodpecker like, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, don't do woodpecker. <laughs> Even Leonardo da Vinci made his own bestiary. Oh yeah, what was it? The Da Vinci the Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> no. So some of these had like up to like 90 or 100 different animals. And 
um, that what they would do, like the people that were creating bestiaries would look to old, other older bestiaries and then they would like combine them and add them. So what you started like having was like, they would look at like an ancient Greek one or they would look like last century's French one. And so, you know, the animals getting like a little bit more removed <laughs> from the uh, original source uh, material. Okay. And they just kept on getting like kind of weirder and weirder looking to the point where some of the descriptions of the beasts were just completely false. Um, completely this made is up. the monkey frog. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> just um, They're like, let's just, let's make shit up now. Yeah, so you had like, well, you had dr- like a dragon in a bestiary, awesome unicorns, oh. basilisks, Whoa. griffins. Mm-hmm. And you brought up the griffin, yes, not too long ago, <laughs> yes. And you also brought up a goat with like a four with four horns. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was something that you might see in a bestiary. I could see that. You know, this is fun. You know, I wonder if they were just like, we got to make these animals weirder. Or no one's gonna buy our bestiaries, <laughs> right? Right? Like, yeah. I mean, imagine you are the first person you're like you're like everyone's making these regular ass bestiaries and i know that's where the money is but if i can just have a gimmick yeah like they don't care if they're real or not they're not going there well that so there are some different like uh what do you want to say like like researchers and professors that it's been held like the belief has been held that People used to believe that griffins were real and unicorns awesome. were real because awesome. they would see them in these bestiaries and like, okay, that comes from some, somewhere. Um, chimera and, yeah. you know, like centaurs and shit like that. They all like were in there mixed in with real animals, owls and deer and things <laughs> that they would recognize. So <laughs> there's also, but there's other people that kind of um, look at this and say, well, no, because all of the animals had some sort of symbolic significance and was related to some sort of like, you know, crystal, Christian or moral tales, they knew that they were representing something. The griffin represents something and is not real. But I'm thinking maybe some people thought that. But there were definitely people no that... No one reads directions. They, and they had no context. There's Nothing. no context and there's no... Yeah, there were no directions. It's just you open it up and it's like, a freaking unicorn. <laughs> and not to mention, some people can't even read. Right, so this is just looking at the just pictures. Just the pictures. And even today, there are, in, including me, when I go like, look at that. That's in a book. That's real. <laughs> Someone paid for that. That's real. Well, books are better than, you know, blogs or something like that. I know, but you could just print a blog in a book. Yeah, that's true. Dude, like, but yes, so... I think no matter what the intention, there were people that believed that they were real because of those books. No doubt. Yeah. I think so, too. No it, doubt. So there were some other ones that were kind of cool. Um, the Manticore. Do you, have you ever heard that one? Yes. It was in The Last Unicorn. Oh, right. Wait, You're right. what's the Manticore? Is that it, the one that was real? It has real? the head of a human, the body of a lion, and the tail of a scorpion. And sometimes they would have ven- venomous spines like porcupine quills. Yes. And... Uh, there are like accounts of the, those like spines kind of launching like arrows. Yes. Okay. The manticore. Three rows of teeth. You know, I love that. You know, why not? Dude, I can't. It was in the witch's cages, right? The manticore? Yes. That's what I was going to say. When she that, made them look fiercer, but they're actually like sick and She tired. just had a spell on. Yeah. Like the manticore was just an old lion that yeah. she had a spell on. But the harpy was real. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Whoa. The harpy was real, and her boobs were out, which was weird. Very weird to see as a very <laughs> young That's lad. why I can't show it at school. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the tree has boobs, too. Remember that? Yeah, very weird. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff, though. 
Uh, there was the Tarend, which was um, like a reindeer moose-like creature, but it had chameleon properties. So that kind of stood out to me. Whoa, awesome. Yeah, can you imagine like a reindeer just like, you know, walking by graffiti and it just like turns into the graffiti? Yeah, he would be like, bam, I'm awesome. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coca-Cola. <laughs> and the basilisk, which you, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of, but, you know, the serpent king who causes death to those who look into its eyes. Yeah, right? So badass. So these are the kind of creatures that you would see in these bestiaries, everything from our real animals to like slight misinterpretations of them. Like the picture of the crocodile just looks like a dude with like a you know, scaly back. It just like, looks so wrong. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just all so weird. That's crazy. Yeah, see, then everyone's going to think Croco-man's lurking around. <laughs> Croco-man. Oh, what a fun gig. That would be so awesome to be in the bestiary biz. Oh, yeah, there he is. He's looking good. That's a crocodile? <laughs> well, I don't know if I have the crocodile one here. Those are beautiful. Yeah, they're beautiful, right? They're like... Yeah. They're made of gold. Whoa. And the hyena, the fourth one in from the top, that's like a hyena sucking the blood out of like a, a human. Oh, yes, dude. Oh, my God. Those are not very realistic. <laughs> People are going to think that shit's out there. All right. So, you know, so my idiom is lick into shape. And uh, I wanted to give this background about the bestiary because the lick into shape actually comes from information that was passed down through these bestiaries. And there was a belief in medieval Europe that, and you brought up bears earlier. Oh yeah, it's related to bears. <laughs> so there was, it was believed that um, bear cubs, when they were born, were just this shapeless mass, uh-huh. and that oh, the mothers what? licked it into the true form. No, and it was believed because it was written out in one of these bestiaries, and then copied and copied and copied. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. I would have never seen. Now that's one that I never would have even thought to look up because never would I think there was. That is a good one. It's so interesting, right? Like, and then eventually people were like, oh, they're just bear cubs. <laughs> they're not being licked into shape. I know, it's literally, like, it's like the thing about these bestiaries is everyone that saw these animals first were on acid. <laughs> <laughs> so in the very. F- uh, the very first time that this was recorded was in a translation of this French text called The Pilgrimage of the Soul. And there was a quote in there. It was, it was the translation uh, was made in 1413. And, uh, th- but like the, that means it was even older. Right. And the, and the line was, bears are born misshapen and are sub- subsequently formed into their natural shape by the licking of their father and mother. Well... So it was in this book, and that book got it from a bestiary. That's crazy. And I'll tell you what, bears' tongues, they do. When they get going, they're like, what were we watching? And like, Somebody said that the bears just like lick a whole apple right up. No, no, Alex had that video where he threw an <laughs> right. apple to the bear, and it just like, it yes. was bored, like sleeping, kind of like opened up its eyes, its tongue lulled out, and the apple disappeared. Disappeared. <laughs> like... It can eat an apple that's like a piece Alex, of popcorn. Right. Oh, so funny. dude, that's great. And you know, there was, I don't know if you remember the time when there was this television special, which was called like Man vs. Beast. 
And one of them was yeah. they got they got that world champion eater, mm-hmm. um, Hiroshi or whatever. Yeah, right. They put him up against a Kodiak bear. Yeah, right. Good luck, dogs. And he's like, it's like go, and he's like, like like he's going so hard, Hiroshi, right? And the bear is just like looking around so bored and then just slurps up two and three hot dogs at a time. That is so... Its face looks... You would think that the bear would like somehow look excited about all the hot dogs. No, it's just like, whatever. <laughs> whatever slurp. <laughs> so this idiom was first used figuratively in 1699 in the 39 Articles of the Church of England. Men did not know how to mold and frame it, but at last it was licked into shape. So that's the first figurative use wow. almost in 1700. And I just want to end with this. In France, um, you know, bestiaries were popular in both England and France during the medieval era. They have uh, the same belief that, and they actually have their own idiom that is similar to this. Come on. It, but it's a reference to a badly brought up person. And it's un ars malèche. That is a, uh, a bear badly licked. Oh, wow. So there's two separate English and French idioms that really mean different things. A bear I mean, badly I mean, a little similar, but I, I like that yeah. one a lot. So that's a wrap on Lick Into Shape. And I'll tell you what, I struggled finding an idiom. And I, and this is only yeah. a little, even there's only a little bit of nuggets in here, but. I don't even know if I found an idiom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that an idiom? I mean. Now it is. I don't know. Definitely. You know what I was really, I kept thinking, I was like, they say that in Demon Knight, right? They say that in Demon Knight. Oh, do they? I think he says that they scattered the keys across the universe or something. something. It's the word scattered. I know, but I just like, I wanted Breaker to say it so bad. (laughs) Maybe he did, but I think he said the universe. Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) All right, well. Thank you for listening to Don't Be an Idiom, episode 86. If you would like to get in contact with us, uh, email us at don'tbeanidiom at gmail.com. If you use Spotify or um, Apple iTunes, if you could rate the, the show, that would be Coolio. Yeah. Um, none of this crapola of not none of just this pushing. Crapola. It takes a second. <laughs> yeah. Less than a second. You're tapping on your phone anyway. Yeah. Why don't you do some good with it? Good tapping. Yes. Um. And then uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another idiom episode. And that's it. I, I don't know. Thank you to everyone who supports the show. We really appreciate it. And it really helps because our stuff is breaking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you can become a Patreon. And you should. And um, and it's great. It's a great time. And we love it. And you know, it's getting the numbers are getting up there now. Like 86. That's, that's, that's high number. We're getting old. We are. We're getting old, as old as the. Uh, I can't believe do you think we'll turn 100 before we hit 100. I just. Uh, I hope. Wait, or I don't hope. <laughs> I don't. What's hope. the good one? I don't hope that. I. Uh, really had something to say, and it's gone. But you know what? That's it. That's what this show is all about. Until next time. Don't, don't be an idiot. Be an idiot. Has this ever Has this ever happened to
Hi, this is Andrew. Thank you for calling Charybdis Bank. And who do I have the pleasure of speaking with today? Uh, Zeus. God of Thunder and Lightning? Okay, Mr. Zeus. I wasn't finished. That's God of Thunder and Lightning that does not care for being on hold for the last 43 minutes. Yes, I understand, Mr. Zeus, and I do apologize. Now, what exactly can I help you with today? Uh, Oh, glorious and powerful Sky God. Well, Hera got pissed and scattered all my regular nymphs to the four winds again, so I went to order a few thousand new ones online, and my credit card was declined. I'm very sorry, sir. Let me just pull up your records. (laughs) Yes, I see here a payment attempt was made to bigbuttedwoodnymphs.com in the amount of $467,000. Is this correct? Yes. Now, what I want to know is, why am I sitting here talking to a pencil-necked dweeb like you instead of rolling around in a glen with a slew of sexy wood nymphs? Ah, yes, sir. Well, it seems a freeze was put on that card because it appears you've missed, um, every payment ever. Payments? Payments? Do you even understand how credit cards work? Ever heard of buy now, pay later, and in my case, much, much later. Uh, yes, sir, but we've updated our terms and conditions relating to our immortal clientele. Not all of us can uh, wait forever for your debts to be paid. I'm sure you can understand. Uh, Oh, great and knowing and mighty god of gods. Oh, I understand, Andrew. You're just a worker drone anyway, aren't you? You don't make the policies right. It came down from on high. You're just the messenger, right? That's right. Thank you for understanding, O great and merciful one. Yeah, it's funny how things come down from on high, isn't it? Speaking of which, how's the weather down there in San Antonio, is it? Very fine, sir. Not a cloud in the... Oh, God. Oh, God, no! If you're a titan, and not just of industry, go to creditcardsforgods.com. If you're a god and you need a credit card, just go to creditcardsforgods.com.